This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Now on Joy 94.9, this is The Glow Show with your host, Victoria Police LGBTI Liaison Officer, Gabrielle Tayak, Joy's own Will Lanting, with a range of Victoria Police staff and Joy volunteers coming together to inform and support our diverse LGBTI communities. Here is The Glow Show on Joy. And welcome to The Glow Show for 2019. Welcome back. Hope you had a great year. I'm Will, always joined by my co-host, Gabby. How are you? I'm good. It's 2019. It's hard to believe. It is. How are you? How Our first you? show back. I know. We're back. We're bad. We're. It's going to be great this year. Yeah. How was your New Year's? I worked. You worked. It was good. Yeah. Very, very busy. Mm-hmm. We work with the South Sudanese leaders. Oh, really? My little team. So we have lots of fun with them. Yeah. No, interesting stuff. Mm. Now, we have a very, very exciting episode tonight. We have uh, our friends from the Transit Police in. Would you like to introduce them to me? Sergeant Amanda Bowden. She's Hello. back. Hello. How are we? Amanda, welcome back to the Glow Show. Thank you. This is my third time. I know you're a veteran. We're <laughs> getting, we are getting veteran, regular veterans. So. so I have to start paying us soon. I know. That'd be nice. Maybe someone can pay me. Well. <laughs> we'll go, we won't go there. We'll get there. And yeah. special, special guest in the studio is Anthony from Metro Trains. Anthony, welcome. Thanks so much for having me. It's uh, it's my first time. It is, yeah, for uh, for this year and forever. And how was it's great? How was both your New Year's? Were you working, Commander? Always working. Yeah, mm. that's okay. That's that's kind of what you signed up for. So I'm used to it. But you know, busy. Everyone else is having a good time. We're making sure that they're safe. Excellent, Anthony. Were you? Yeah, I had to be on a few phone calls, but my team's out there, and the, and the whole Metro team is really focused on New Year's Eve. It's the biggest night of the year for us, so yeah. everyone decides it's the train into the city for the fireworks, so it's always busy. Well, that's good, because then they're not driving. Absolutely. What I always like about um, Metro and Transit and having Amanda in is I always love hearing some of the silly things that have been going on out on the trains. I mean, kids and, and, and adults too, big stupid kids, uh, tend to do regular stunts and get up to uh, misdemeanours, so to speak. What's been some of the trends? They do. Look, our focus is really... It's pretty basic, but it slips and falls around the network. So mm. escalators and platforms, even though they're pretty commonplace, they're actually pretty dangerous for our passengers. So we're always trying to make sure that people are not rushing and uh, if they're uh, drinking and doing other things, that they're sort of doing it in a sensible way around trains. Are kids trained surfing still or does that seem to have died off? No, bit? not as much. Actually, Good. the partnership with Victoria Police has been fantastic. So the Transit Safety Division has been great at helping us make sure we stop that as much as we can. It goes through little phases, but um, yeah. not a lot of it lately. Yeah, and Van Vandalism is that seeming to be getting cleaned up? Pardon the pun. So <laughs> it is getting cleaned up again with, with transit. We've had a few big arrests last year, um, and we're always out in the network making sure we've got a security team and the police and our um, our rolling stock teams and infrastructure teams are painting things all the time and yeah. and cleaning up. So it's been good. We're seeing a trend down in graffiti and vandalism. So it's been good. Yeah. Look, as a user, I've I, I can I use the transport quite a lot to be honest, uh, especially to come into Joy, and. Um, 
I, just to say that I feel safe and I'm not the biggest, strongest person in the world. And, uh, you know, I've, I've used the transport around the world and, uh, yeah, I've had plenty of concern in, in certain cities of this of the world. But uh, Melbourne's Metro, I, I really take my hat off to you guys and, and to the Transit Police Department. So, Thanks, well, great Will. work. We have a lot of security around our public transport system, which is part of the reason why we're doing this episode. But also, speaking of painting things, we're in the, the beginning of midsummer. <laughs> pretty much the second day of midsummer and uh, we had carnival day yesterday where we where the glows and victoria police had a, a stall and we, we gave away some of metro's merchandise but there's a lot of interesting and good stuff happening in relation to you supporting midsummer yeah we're really keen over the last few years we've tried to build our i suppose our inclusive agenda um, and certainly over the last couple of years since we started our pride network of, of staff um, participating in we're at purple and we're really um, proud that last year we marched um, on, on the parade or in the parade and uh, and this year we're just going that little bit extra so following we're at purple we've got our staff out there and more announcements and the best news of all is um, we've got a rainbow wrapped train rolling around the network so you'll see that uh-huh. um, if you catch the train around um and we're really proud of it. Just that symbolic piece for us just to um, really show people that we're, we're part of this progressive Melbourne community and trying to make it make sure people feel in, you know, included in you know, across the network. So we, we've been chasing that train, haven't we, trying to get a selfie with it? We have. We're going to have to work on that one. <laughs> we'll put it up when we find it. It might have be a special invitation to come in and have a proper photo. Done. Yes. <laughs> with the glows, maybe. Happy to arrange that when I find out exactly where it is as well. But the train spotters on Twitter will, or Instagram are usually telling us where <laughs> The trains are so there's plenty of those train spotters yeah well we have a big aviation spotter community yeah and it's a very similar thing and there are a couple of pride aircraft kicking around doing the same thing so yeah, yeah look i don't think we're the first uh, transport you know um operator to do these sorts of things but we're certainly proud that in melbourne we're you know uh, getting involved in this sort of thing it's a beautiful initiative i love it and on that note um are you one of the first in the world to do a train or is there other countries and cities around the world done no trains i've got a few well? colleagues we've got some colleagues from the uk and i've seen uh, you know on linkedin and, and through their photos and their anecdotes that we're not the first in the world, but um, certainly I think the first in Melbourne. No, that's fantastic. Maybe the first in Australia. Can have Maybe. a look into that. Yeah, I'll, I'll check. But so, you, so you're having one train which is wrapped in rainbow, which is fantastic. What else are you doing in relation to letting people know about Midsummer? So through the festival, um, similar to, to We're at Purple, so our, our station staff, um, our authorised officers are out there promoting the event and obviously communicating ways to get to the different events around the city. Um, we have uh, new technology now so we can make announcements. You've probably heard um, Pam is popular, um, you know, making announcements directly to trains on the network. So from our control centre, we can communicate and tell people what's going on in terms of the events and, and, and so on. Awesome. Um, so they're the ways that we're sort of trying to be um, really more, more overt, getting the information out to our, our passengers. So it's funny you mention, uh, so you, you're Metro train, so you're not connected to the trams? Forgive no, that's Yarra trams. Yarra we trams. Work, yep, we yeah. do work closely with the other um, transport operators, so Yarra, V-Line and, and the bus operators. So we usually try and hook up with One thing I'm really proud to say is on the Yarra trams the auto announcements on Yarra trams is by a really good gentleman great friend of mine uh, Colin Tyrus who's the joy newsreader oh. and that's him so it's really good you sit on the tram and then Colin Tyrus is telling you next stop such and such and <laughs> stand clear I, fantastic I love the announcements but yeah, yeah I get the tram a bit I live yeah. closer to a tram line than I do a train line and so I, I take a bit of notice in what the trams are doing and I often steal some of their ideas for what we're doing but no, they're very progressive and good so um 
this I've only really had a relationship with you with Metro since um, we're at Purple last year, but mm. I know that um, Transit Safety Div- Division has had a long relationship. But the we're at Purple event last year on um, September August thirty first. I want to say thank yeah. you. That, that sounds about right. Mm. Um, was fantastic because I know we've got a photo which we'll put up with when this goes up on as, as a podcast of um, Flinders Street Station lit up in purple and and also rainbow. It was amazing. We were just wrapped, <laughs> excuse uh, the pun, <laughs> with with our partnership with uh, I think it was City of Melbourne was helped us with the lighting. Um, but Darren Hooper, our, our diversity manager at Metro, really drove hard to support our Pride Network in getting it lit up. And I know it sort of seemed to take a long time for August for it to get dark. I was there, and <laughs> yeah. when's this going to happen? But um, just so much, you know, uh, enthusiasm at Flinders Street Station. It's an iconic building, and sort of for us to again symbolically show how engaged we are with this with this and showing our staff how passionate we are it was really brilliant and really it, it made me really yeah you know, gleam with uh, excitement when it happened i don't think i've ever seen it look better i agree yeah. i think the renovations have happened at flinders street this was just like the piece de resistance on top of totally. those renovations it looked brilliant so will you be doing that again for this year's we're at purple yeah, I don't see any reason. Like I think we'll just expand across the network. So I think Flinders Street Station will continue to do the same sorts of activations, same sort of communications through um, staff and through our in, on uh, on train announcements. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but we want to sort of move out into places like Richmond and Clifton Hill and um, and Caulfield, North Melbourne, other stations where we get a bigger um, you know patronage as well. Probably not lighting those stations okay. up, but certainly making it more um, more um, present that we're we're engaged in the in the community. Anthony, something that's really close to my heart and I love seeing organisations do this is the LGBTI network within your organisation. Can you run us briefly on how it came about, where you're at today and where you want to go with it? Yeah, look, it's it's a fledgling group. I think we've been around for about two years. I started it um, off the back of a few conversations I'd had um, with colleagues of mine and um, a few sort of, I guess, inappropriate jokes around the office that um, just sort of came about. And then I, I'm the safety manager for, for Metro Trains. And in my safety and health context, I'd heard a few stories about some young people coming out on stations and not having any sort of peer support. Um, and then some of our train drivers transitioning um, who really had managers who wanted to support them but really just didn't know how and for me probably in the same position where I wasn't quite sure of the language and and the way to sort of engage with um, the LGBTI community not only in our staff but from a broader um, community perspective Um, so I want to actually actively engage myself in being more equipped um, to support my staff and my peers Um, and so I just thought I just worked with a couple of my team members and start, said let's just get a meeting going where we can decide what we want to do um, so that's how it started really and we've just got a little bit more structure now where we've got around about sort of I suppose 30 people involved in the pride network we call it mm-hmm. um, and then a sort of a selection of nine people who are on the formal committee and they focus on three main areas and they're around promotion and education um, around events and another around about policy and how we influence metro policy in regards to uh, the LGBTI community and being more inclusive. And you, you think you're making a difference? You think you know, by educating the managers and that the changes have been seen, you know, people 
have been supported better when they're coming out or in case of, in a sense of transitioning as well? Look, anecdotally, mm. I have, but there's still things like uh, amenities and facilities at our stations that yeah. still aren't up to scratch for staff. Um, and we're addressing that, but that's a much slower thing to, to make change. Our CEO, he's new, uh, Raymond O'Flaherty, he's really passionate about making sure we've got um, facilities, not only for um, transitioning staff, for instance, but even our female um, staff. Um, you know, the stations, I think, for Flinders Street was built, you know, 115 years ago. So as you can imagine, the facilities just aren't aren't equipped in a lot of the older stations. The newer ones are fantastic. Um, so there's things like that that still need to, to improve. But from a social perspective, the conversations out there, we're supporting some of the more public events, which we're really proud of. Um, so yeah, there are differences, but I feel like we're still got a long way to go in making sure we're making the right decisions. Does your network, you just focus on employees or are you focusing on... Uh, customers as well. Well, at the moment it is in, on employees, but that events group is certainly how do we, and through Wear It Purple, um, that's probably, I suppose, enticed us to get more community focused. Um, as part of our new franchise, um, community engagement is a big lever that we want to pull to improve our service. So engaging with the community on a range of issues, whether it be safety, um, community engagement, um, and even performance. Um, community is definitely becoming the focus for us. Uh, excellent initiative. Really love the work. Um, you're listening to Anthony from Metro and Amanda from Transit Police. You're on The Glow Show on Joy 94.9. Stay tuned for more. You're listening to The Glow Show on Joy. Back soon. Your community is our business. Joy 94.9. Welcome back. This is The Glow Show on Joy. You're on The Glow Show with Gabby and Will. We're speaking to Amanda from Transit Safety Division and Anthony from Metro about some of the amazing work they're doing and we're doing together during midsummer and summer. So um, Anthony was just telling us about the amazing uh, rainbow-wrapped train that's going around on the track. So I think we want to we get out a selfie if we haven't already. We are definitely Have we got gonna one? Be, we're going to become train spotters now. Yeah, you know that. But we want people to see the train and when it's safe, take a selfie with it. And send it into the Glow Show. Yeah. Yeah. We would love that. We would love that. But that's Probably when it's stopped at the platform, that would be helpful. Yeah. Not when it's flying past. Oh, no. It's not safe. So no. don't climb the cyclone fence and get down. No, <laughs> no bad that. idea. Bad idea? Okay. Yeah. Please don't. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about safety. We want everyone to be safe this summer and especially around the public transport system. So, Amanda, what what can you tell us about um, some of the things that the GLOWs within Transit Safety Division, so the PSOs and the regular police, what are they doing in relation to safety and also midsummer? We've come into a really exciting time with our GLOWs at Transit Safety Division. So we we fall within, within a bigger command, the Transit Public Safety Command. Um, we've recently started our own network for GLOWs within the command. So part of that was putting out an expression of interest for our new GLOWs, some people who wanted to become GLOWs. We've had 36 new GLOWs in, within the last six months, which is absolutely huge. That's fantastic. And we yeah. only had, I think, about 13 or 14 before that within yeah, that's right. Transit Safety Division. Yeah. So we've tripled it. That's Yeah, it's it's huge. And they're still coming in. It's so exciting. And of those, over 30 of those are PSOs. So, and from all different backgrounds, um, a lot of people who don't identify as LGBTI, which I find really exciting as well mm, to think too. that there's so many people that are passionate about supporting the community. 
Um, so we've recently, and um, you know because you were there <laughs> yeah. in a photo, which you always are, um, we've recently <laughs> run some training with our new glows, Gabby slash Selfie. Yeah, <laughs> That's actually good. That's yeah. my middle name. But we did. We ran some training with um, Family Planning Victoria. That's right. Yep, Alison. Yeah, and we had 20-ish uh, people from transit who were all new glows. They were, and they were very excited, and they soaked it all up. They were um, asking a lot of questions, and they're just keen to get out there and, and do their thing, so it's really exciting. I think we we said in the room that day that it was one of the best audiences we've had because they were so keen and they were so inclusive, and sometimes we find in training that there's a couple of people that don't have a great understanding of the community, the LGBTI community, and they can ask some sometimes offensive type questions. But this group seemed to know everything. They were switched on. They were asking questions in relation to, um, I guess, scenarios that they have encountered or, or are likely to encounter. It was just amazing. It was a very positive vibe. Yeah, it was. It was, And now they're asking what's next. And for mm-hmm. them, at the moment, in, in mid-sum, midsummer, that's the thing that's, that's going on for them now. So for our PSOs, they're out and about. They're at the railway stations. We've got them at the railway stations that are nearest to where the major events are happening. So if you're travelling to and from an event, you can expect to look around and see some PSOs. And if you look closely, you'll see some glows in there with their glow badges on. And I'm not sure if, uh, if our listeners know what the glow badges look like. It's a little triangle. It's got, you've got to get really close. So if you're walking up to a police officer or a PSO, just tell them what you're doing if you're getting right up into their face. Uh, it's a, it's a very small with a pink triangle on it, which is from um, the Hitler times when they were arresting or taking into custody um, men that they thought were gay or assumed were gay. And the pink triangle indicated on their clothing that they were yep. part of the gay community. Yeah, the, the, the Jewish people had the their star of David mm. and, yeah, the homosexuals had the pink triangle, which I think was upside down pink triangle. Yeah, so we've claimed that back as a positive yeah, thing. As a positive thing, um, yeah. As an identifying feature and it's got the, the police symbol, like the blue and white checks on it, just to identify who we are. But when you're on, when you go into some of these events during midsummer, and you're walking past police on the platforms, just go up and say hello because we want you to, um, and just see if they are glows. Ask them, and if they're not glows, say, "Hey, why aren't you? We'd love to have you." Oh, look, I think they're all really friendly. The yeah. ones when I go out and visit the network, you know, our station staff are out there, and the AOs are out there as well. But the PSOs and the police, they're always up for a chat, and that's um, you know part of their role. It's good. Amanda, you being on the front line uh, in in the transit department. But the question that comes to my mind for my for myself and my community is like, how's it going? Is uh, homophobic attacks uh, are still prevalent or still there? Uh, are they on the decrease? Are you seeing less and less incidents? Uh, and is it seasonal? Maybe a bit around midsummer, you might start seeing some attacks on individuals that are homophobic. Is this a very real danger still today? So I think I could speak for both Anthony and I in mm-hmm. saying that when you're travelling on public transport, it's very safe. Yeah. We're not seeing a lot in the way of that sort of behaviour. However, the reason why we have GLOWs on public transport and PSOs working at public transport locations is because we want to make sure that people who are travelling feel supported and feel safe. So if there is any of that sort of behaviour, we want them to be able to come to either a police officer, a PSO or a Metro staff member to be able to, to talk to them and tell them what's happened so that we can do something about it. Do you also find that having GLOWs in the Transit Police has other members within the transit police force talk and learn more about our community and become more friendly, more understanding towards us? 
Do you think that's a very positive thing that's happening by nature? I think so, yes. Yeah. So it's it's not that that some members are not as supportive. They just yeah. they just don't have as much knowledge. So yeah. the idea of having the glows there is they've had the training, they've had the experience, they're working with the community. They can go out and talk with the other members that they're working with um, and share that knowledge. And then from that, we also get that feeder effect of these people then wanting to become GLOWs as well. So it's about knowledge sharing. If you've got the knowledge, you try and share it with everyone else. And so the message to my community is if you have a problem on the transport system, you should have uh, no fears or no concerns to to contact any police officer, whether it be a GLOW or anyone else. Everyone is generally understanding and supportive and and their friends are GLOWs. so they know about us and you and everything else. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So you, even if you're if you're reporting a crime and you and you want to speak specifically to, to a glow, glow you yeah. can ask for one. If the issue is more sensitive, so to speak. Yes. Yeah. But if if it's if it's just a, a general issue or Responding that you wanted to, an to report, issue. then you can speak to anybody. That's fine. Yeah. And the PSOs are there to have a chat with. I mean, that's the point of having them on the railway stations. They're they're they are there and they're accessible and they've got a whole shift working on that trains platform and sometimes on the trains I think Mm. now that they do that and they want people to talk to them it makes their shift go quicker and they're also gathering information that we might need to help prevent crimes so you can tell police or PSO some information and not give them your details but just give us the information so we can perhaps use it to prevent or solve crimes. That's certainly true from our perspective as well. So I, I like to plug the, the red buttons as well. So if you okay. are feeling uncomfortable and there's no one there, then you can press the red buttons and speak to a staff member. And I always tell people there's 9,000 CCTV cameras around the network, including on the trains, so we can see them live. Fantastic. And certainly if we know where these sorts of things are happening, we can follow up with checking out what, exactly what's going on. And it's amazing how clear you can see. Not to mention the 9,000 smartphones people have nowadays reporting anything <laughs> that happens. That's true too. Mm. <clears throat> Which can be very helpful in when an incident does occur. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Um, we meet weekly with, with transit police. So any events that happen through the week that are reported either through PSO, station staff or police, then we will review the trends and review the incidents and the CCTVs watched. And um, and we then report that back to police and make sure they've got the right information to, to pursue anything they need to. And we can never stress enough how important that information is. We want as much information as possible coming in through the various avenues so that we can use that to prevent crimes. Because we know that people who are offenders and commit crimes, they tend not to be just a one-off. They do it as a serial. They, they, do, they commit numerous offences. And so if we can identify them at the earliest occasion, we can hopefully then arrest them or at least identify who they are and then follow that up. What's some of the biggest problems that we're seeing on the trains at the moment? Uh, alcohol or kids? Oh, coming into your school holiday period, yeah. it's it's always going to lead to an increase in that sort of antisocial behaviour. That's that's just that's just the the name of the game. You, they're bored. They've got nothing better to do. Well, we get on the trains and cause trouble. So. And I'm sure Anthony will agree with me. I'm sure some of his staff have been exposed to the same things. So uh, for us, that's about making sure that we've got lots of visible presence on the trains, on the platforms, and then making sure the public are comfortable to come up to us and, and report those issues as well so we can action them. And that's where it's also handy to have the cameras so those are so we can keep track of what's going on, on with the CCTV on the trains and the platforms. So what's one of some of your main focuses for summer for both of you? Shall I go first? 
You can go for it. I'll, I'll jump <laughs> you in. You probably do a whole segment on this. Yeah, thing. I, I feel yeah. like I can start talking. <laughs> so, so for us, the main focus with Transit Safety Division is making sure that we've got a visible presence out on the platforms and on the trains, making sure that people feel safe when they're travelling into and out of the city, and also anywhere on the network, um, and making sure that everyone feels supported, both with our within our workforce and out in the public as well. For the Midsummer Festival, it's about making sure that the people who are travelling to and from that festival feel safe and that if they have an issue that they're comfortable to report it and they know how to do that. Yeah, an extension of that. And we want people to be respectful of other passengers. There's a lot of users and, and, and passengers who don't usually get the train or use the public transport system, whether it be Yarra or us or the buses. So just be respectful of other people. Don't rush, don't run, especially around escalators and stairs and, and even on the concourse and bumping into people and those sorts of things. And just please report report anything, report creepy behaviour or mm. things you're not happy with and um, report things that are good as well. Um, but just report to the staff, whether that be PSOs, AOs or station staff. What's, um, it, what's an AO? Just to An authorised officer. So, yeah, ticket inspectors they used to be called, okay. authorised officers. Yep. And just on reporting that, that good as well, it is very nice when we do get that feedback. We don't get it very often. We normally hear this is what this police officer said to me or this is what you know, this authorised officer said to me. So if somebody's, if you've had a good interaction with somebody, we'd love to hear about it. And what's the best way to be contacted uh, if you have great interactions through social media or? Yeah, through social media. Yeah, yeah. Victoria Police has a Facebook page. I'm sure Metro has something similar. Yeah, we receive a lot of Twitter feedback. So Twitter's um, looked at 24-7. So. But no emergency issues through Facebook or Twitter. I yeah. think that's becoming a bit of a problem lately too. Triple yeah, zero is the way yeah. to go. Definitely. And don't forget, um, happy first of all, happy midsummer. And don't forget to look out for that um, rainbow wrap train. Absolutely. Keep an eye out and we'll see you uh, next week at the parade. Definitely. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely be there. Are you going to be there? We'll be there. Amanda, th- uh, thank you very much for joining us again. We pleasure. hope to have you back in in the coming months. And uh, Anthony, it's been a pleasure having you having you in this evening. And, Thanks, uh, Will. Good luck with everything. And I'm really thank proud you. of the MG- LGBTI network that you've uh, put together. That's absolutely fantastic. We thank you very much for that. My pleasure. Thank and you. stay safe out there. Gabby, you have a good one. Yeah, you stay safe too. And uh, all the best. And we'll see you next week. You've been listening to The Glow Show on 94.9. That's it from us today. Thanks for listening to another Glow Show on Joy. Tonight's episode has just been loaded to the Joy website and our podcast feed on iTunes. So if you missed anything important, you can hear it again now. Please support the volunteers who make the Glow Show happen by subscribing to our podcast and sharing them with your friends on social media. The Glow Show is produced by Will Lansing and Gabrielle Tyak and edited weekly by me, Jason Gibbs. See you next time on Joy. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.